With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the best of the doug gottlieb show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. This from... Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, the Houston Rockets feel no pressure to change trade James Harden or West, Russell Westbrook, regardless of the superstars strong desires for fresh starts with different franchises and are, quote, willing to get uncomfortable as training camp opens as the season begins. Sources told ESPN. No, I'm not doing a I'm not doing a sound test. That's the classic sound test that you do in television to make sure that the your words, your mouth matches up with the sound. I am applauding the Houston Rockets. Like this is I've I've never understood. I think all of us 
have have never understood the idea of I don't like it. So, bro, you signed a contract. And 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 part of it is we live and we allow athletes. And look, I was one. Okay? I was one. And I I I have friends that are athletes and friends that are coaches and Hell, we have friends, so many of my friends were athletes and we, there's a, there's like an, a, a parallel universe that we've allowed many athletes and many stars to operate in. Whereas if you don't like the way your job is going, well, then you can go somewhere else and do the same job. And it's up to the place you work to find you happiness. Nah, now that's, that, that ain't it kid. That ain't it. Right. You sign a contract, that's binding. And Russell Westbrook is under contract, I believe, for three more years. James Harden's under contract for two more years. They've played together for, you know, a season which was abbreviated because of the quarantine and the shutdown. And it didn't go well at the end. There were parts in the middle where Russell Westbrook was playing great basketball before the the shutdown. So it's it's not like it was a complete and utter disaster, but I think it's fascinating. Like if I'm running the Rockets and granted you're under new management, you're under new ownership, you're trying to figure out how to, how to do things. If I'm running the Rockets, I sit there and go, wait, so four years ago or so, three years ago or so, James Harden was unhappy or we tried to make it better. We brought in Chris Paul that worked together pretty well on the court. But the personalities didn't work. So in order to appease James Harden, we brought in his buddy, Russell Westbrook. That worked together as far as their personalities, but not great off the court. That we've been trying to please James Harden for the last five or six years. And it hasn't worked. So maybe now we don't have to worry about pleasing James Harden. Sometimes guys play better when they're ticked off. Maybe he doesn't but that would be on James Harden. That would only hurt his trade value. That would only hurt his image and reputation. And oh yeah, by the way, you know what? Lots of people don't love everything going on at their work. They just don't. Welcome to reality, you know? And that's what the Rockets are doing. We may fail, we may fail miserably, but you know what we're not? We're not, gonna, we're not gonna act on the whim of a guy who had the nerve to spend one off season building up his brand dating a Kardashian came in out of shape and then spent another off season getting into great shape, but didn't like playing with Chris Paul because he was too mean to him only to kind of force our hand. And we make a trade to a guy that he does like, but he doesn't actually make our team better. Nah, we're going to do what's in the best interest of us. I love it. I love it. You know, again, it doesn't mean that it works. But if you punt on James Harden, you're you're telling everybody in the NBA, one, we acquiesce to the whims of our stars, even if they no longer want to play for us, which, of course, would set us back substantially. And two, we put no accountability towards those same stars to figure it out. It, it, I, it, I, again, there's there's so much of this stuff, which is hard. Tillman Fertitta comes in. He is a really successful, hard-driving, hard-line businessman. His family was super successful with UFC. Obviously, in the restaurant community, he is world-renowned for his ability to build 
successful businesses. You know, he pays over $2 million in cash for a team that is on the cusp of competing or winning a championship. They don't get there. He's ticked. He wants changes. He wants it fixed. He changes coaches and gentlemen, first staff around the coach, the general managing staff ultimately, and the head coach get ousted while changing personnel. But you know what? Those James Hardens don't come around every now and again. And there's a way to sell this thing, which actually actually can help you win over James Harden or win him back over or win over Russell Westbrook. Where you sit there and go like, fellas, look, we know you'd like to be moved. We know you're not that comfortable and you, you, you see the rest of the league getting better. But we think you're great and we want to fix everything around you and figure out a way to make it work. I just, I feel like this is a finally moment in the NBA. Again, I'm not saying James Harden is Kobe Bryant. I understand. Okay, so please don't relay on Twitter or on whatever social app. We put it out on Facebook or on Instagram. Gottlieb said Kobe, Harden is Kobe. Not. But if you remember, Kobe Bryant went on national radio and said, I want to be traded. Rick Buecher joined us yesterday, was the first to relay that Kobe wanted out of L.A. He was done. The Chicago Bulls would have had Kobe Bean Bryant. This is all a printed true story. But the Bulls, and this is funny, didn't want to trade, put Luol Deng as part of that trade. right? The same Luol Deng that the Lakers are paying out over three years because they couldn't wait to get him away from their club and they won a championship in spite of carrying that burden. Right? This all happened one offseason. Kobe wanted out. He was done, needed a fresh start, and the Lakers said, no. no well, yeah, we know you're unhappy, but we'll work to fix it. We'll get you a better club, fix the coaching thing, we'll make it better. you got to be better. Th- this is how it happens in many of your places and my places of work, right? Where eh, you don't love the, where the company's going and something that happens and it ticks you off. You're like, I want to go somewhere else. And most bosses sit there and go like, hey, that's great. You have a contract? If you're contract labor, this is what you have to do. We're going to pay you for this many years and this much money, and you have to come to work and you have to be productive. And if not, you're in breach of that contract and we can withhold your pay. Now, they never do that in the NBA. But instead of finding you, a ha- finding you happiness, why don't you work to find all of us happiness? I don't like, I love that the Rockets like, nah, nope, nope. We're not being forced. We're not being held at gunpoint by James Harden, who we've done every move mountains for to make him happy somewhere else. We're not building somebody else's championship roster, even if guys like me want to see him go to Brooklyn, because that would, as we said yesterday, be a beautiful disaster. Nah, you figure it out. Coming up next, uh, similar to what we're seeing with the Rockets, you're also seeing it in the NFL, which really is, is the place where they... Though there is some acquiesce to trades, for the most part, it's a figure-it-out league. It's easy to blame others, but sometimes you look yourself in the mirror. I'll explain upcoming next. But first, Bet River Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. The foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event from around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch in BetRivers Sportsbook right on your phone. BetRivers features top-tier customer service ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, with the unique, with unique rush pay system, BetRivers Sportsbook 
can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly. Customer satisfaction is always their number one priority, and BetRivers will match your first deposit up to $250. There are other sports books, but unlike some of those other ones, BetRivers only requires a one-time pay-through to turn bonuses into cash. Experience the difference and go to BetRivers.com to see for yourself. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Got a gambling problem? Call 800-1-800-GAMBLER. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think Kyle Shanahan's an outstanding coach. Now, I think there's a we get to this place where when early in your career, and he's been doing this a long time, right? You know, he, he played at Texas. He was roommates with Chris Sims, our buddy. He immediately went to the NFL and started kind of climbing the ladder and was wide receivers coach. And then he, he had success at Washington as the play caller. RG3's rookie year, like he was the play caller. And... Of course, they had a falling out, and then it was Kirk Cousins, and and he kind of made Kirk Cousins, and then he went to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, they went to a Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl. They were up 28-3, to and his play calling and his relationship with Matt Ryan allowed Matt Ryan to win the MVP. Now, Matt Ryan made the plays. Uh, the, the, the front office provided the personnel. But Kyle Shanahan got and deserved a lot of credit for how good that Falcons offense was. He caught some heat because they didn't really take their foot off the gas in the Super Bowl. And maybe that was a lesson learned. Uh, On the other hand, the same thing happened when he had his own team. And eventually they went to the Super Bowl this last year. But, But Kyle Shanahan, he has a, there's a confidence there. There's a little arrogance there. But if you've, if you're not, you know, 45 years old and, you've been within a whisker of winning two Super Bowls, taking two quarterbacks who, look, if I'm going to line up every quarterback in the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the better-looking ones and looks the part, but nobody thinks he's like a top-five dude. Matt Ryan's had an outstanding career, probably a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, But, but his Hall of Fame resume is really built based upon his time with Kyle Shanahan more than anything else. Outside of that, he's had like one great year and a lot of good years. But those aren't two top five dudes, and he's led late in a Super Bowl. Led at halftime, big leads in both Super Bowls. So there's a little arrogance there. Some of that has been some of that has been knocked down a bit because they've just injuries galore this year. But also this idea you can throw Nick Mullins out there, same thing. His system always works like eh. This was what Kyle Shanahan said uh, uh, yesterday. I expect Jimmy to be our starter next year. I expect him to come in and play with us this year. We have six games left. We're not out of the playoffs yet. I've been on a team that was three and six into a bye week and ended up winning their division. I think we have the guys on this team that are capable of finishing this the right way. We've got to do it one game at a time, and I hope Jimmy can be a part of that. Now, one, that's outstanding leadership. Two, that's just the reality of where the Niners and so many teams that are just besieged by injuries in the season are. Like, hey, look, you know, we didn't have, uh, we haven't had, we're not going to have Nick Bosa the rest of the year. He's our best player. We've just been uh, obliterated by injuries. Debo Samuel didn't play. He's been on and off with injuries. And then we didn't have our quarterback. Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Now, when you have backup wide receivers and backup running backs and backup quarterbacks and backup defensive linemen, like, there's a reason that some guys are starters and some guys are backups or journeymen. But the, the offering up that he'll be the starter next year 
quashes a good amount of speculation because that speculation is, look, they can get out of Jimmy G's deal this year. Patriots will probably be in the market for a quarterback. And there's been talks of reuniting Jimmy G and and, uh, Billy B, right? There's been talks of reuniting Matt Ryan, who, of course, they have under new management, going to be a new coaching staff in Atlanta with his own coach. Or just the idea that Kyle Shanahan thinks, you know, get me Kirk Cousins. Obviously, that won't work financially, but maybe, I don't know. Like, is there a way to move things around and make it mutually beneficial and get him a quarterback? Because if I get anybody who's solid, who's athletic, who can run our schemes, we can make it work. So what do I think this is? Well, first, it's smart because if you offer up any possibility that he's not the guy next year, you got no chance of getting him this year or no chance of getting the best out of him this year. You're you're not going to get the best out of who works for you unless they believe that you believe in them. Does that does that make sense? The quarterback's job is to make those guys believe in him, but also make them believe that he believes in them. The same goes for the coach as opposed to the quarterback and the players. And likewise for the, like it all kind of works symbiotically together. It doesn't mean that you can't call out guys when they don't play well, because it's all in the semantics. It's all in the wording and the way in which you put it together. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worst haircut you ever got. Right. That's it. Because I don't know if this is a it's not really that bad of a haircut, but we think of quarterbacks and, you know, we think of Cam Newton. And, you know, most quarterbacks, I think uh, Colin Cowherd is a quarterback look right. They're good looking guys. I can I can tell you mine. Daniel Jeremiah joins us. He is a an analyst for the NFL Network. Move the Sticks is his podcast. Crazy successful. He and Bucky Brooks. And of course, he's also the analyst for the Chargers Radio Network. Uh, you were a quarterback in college. I look at 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 uh, uh, at your boy's haircut and Justin Herbert's haircut and think that looks like a football player to me, right? Like it looks like a one on the side, blended up. Maybe they used a floby or like an eight guard up top. Feels like a feels like a high school or college football uh, football haircut. What about you? Yeah, I think that's fair. But I I think the the lesson, Doug, with the with the with the Clippers is. You got to go one. You just got to go one, uh, one number. You can't try and fade that thing if you're not professionally trained. And I, I you know, John Lott, the strength coach, giving it to him. I think he tried to mess around with a couple different guards. You just got to, you got to stick with the with the two guard probably, and just go all the way, all the way around. Two guard is very safe. Two guard, two guard, and three guarders is safe in terms of the ability. It's not that yeah. hard to blend it. Once you go yeah. one, you got to, you really have to be good. That's tight. Yeah, that's tight. Now you're, you're, it's mil- that's a military cut when you go to the one. Yep. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a challenge. But the crazy thing is, dude, it's like he already looks so young. And then you're like, oh, my God, he looks 10 years younger now with uh, yes. with this haircut. Yes. Yes. Um, Did you post okay, so, one? Huh? Did you post a pic? Do we have a young Doug? Of my, haircut, my worst uh, haircut? I will, I, will, yeah. I will find one. I'm not at home. But I, will, I, I know where I have a really bad kid. I have a couple of really, really bad haircuts. From, and okay. one is, is, is football. So I have a terrible widow's peak. Okay? okay. Terrible widow's peak. And so back in the football days when I was growing up, everybody shaved their head. Everybody, everybody went buzz. I went buzz yeah. in college as well. When okay. we play Oklahoma, I would buzz my hair. And I had this awful widow's peak. So I looked like Eddie Munster. That was basically what everybody called mm-hmm. me. Was they, oh, you got the Eddie Munster look. Um, okay. But that's not my worst haircut. Okay, my really? worst haircut. What was, what, what was that? What was worse than that? 
This is in uh, this is in two thousand and two. Uh, yeah, I think I think two thousand and two. I get a call from a guy named Dan Steer who was running college basketball at ESPN, and he wanted to bring me up to do an audition. And I'd been to Bristol once before to fill in on radio, but never on the TV side. So I I went to you know how they have they have supercuts and they have a couple other with like the lowest level of it, like the old navy of haircuts is cost cutters. Okay. So I went to cost cutters on the northwest side of Oklahoma City. And I go in, I was like, I want a two on the side, blend it, just take a little off the top. And the guy did fine. Um, and then he got to the sideburns. Do you want your sideburns to stay the same? Like, eh, if you go up just a little bit, just a mm-hmm. little bit. And next thing I know, I'm looking, I'm looking like I, I have no side. Not only did, I, did, he, did he go up <laughs> above the ear, but they're, you know, they, you, it's supposed to be straight across. It, it's yeah. like pointing up. It's higher? Toward, like, so it, it, from, the, from, from my face to, to the back of my head, it's like in a downward trajectory. It was, it was awful. Ooh. So somewhere in the annals of ESPN, there's an audition tape with Doug Gottlieb, with Dave Rebson. We called a, a first half of Indiana-Purdue game, and then we did a, a halftime show. That's what you do for your audition. Yeah. There, I have I have painted on sideburns from the makeup. Come room. on, yes. oh, wow, that's strong. How about yours? Did you did you give me did you give me a verdict on mine? I posted mine. Oh, I got to check uh, yours out. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm balancing a yeah, bunch do of other some stuff scouting here. here. I mean, this is I'll do, the... some, I'll, I'll do some. So so describe yours to people who are listening on radio and when when it yeah. was. So this is this is uh, late '90s, um, probably like '97 ish somewhere around there and i have uh i had uh somebody a bunch of guys on our team i believe i would think i was at northeast louisiana at that time but we had uh done the, the blonde dye um, oh yeah so I, like I, have, whole, I have one of those too hair. by the way i have the blonde, i have the blonde tips as well yeah so that we did the whole head you know we didn't just do the high we weren't trained to that so we did the whole head but then as it grew out and you cut the sides lower then it just kind of morphed into a really strong uh blonde tips uh, look which was uh very, uh, you know, very Brian Austin greenish. And I had, uh, so I've got that haircut working with a velvet vest uh, over a blue dress shirt. It was a pretty strong uh, uh, little ensemble I had there. Uh, did Justin Herbert cut his hair to get rid of the losing? Is that why he did it? Sometimes you got to switch it up. I, you know, guys that do that all the time. I don't know if that was his thought process, but I, I kind of like it. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I used to, I, I never wore the same shoes in a game after we lost in college. So... Ooh. Uh, yeah, like literally I have, I, I would have, that was my deal. We lose. I don't want those shoes anymore. It, it helps when you're at a high major and they can get you new shoes, but I never wore the shoes a second time. <laughs> I was going to say at app state, I got my two pairs, brother, <laughs> Win, lose, or draw. That's what I got to work uh, with for the rest of the year. You got a chance to see two. What are your impressions of Tua now that you saw, saw yeah. him in person, uh, beat the bolts this weekend? Yeah, I, I think you're seeing, you know, he got away with a couple balls that probably should have been picked in that game. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a flawless performance. But again, Doug, the the I'll use the word urgency with which he plays. It, it stands out. It jumps out to you. I mean, it's just very, very quick uh, and and very uh, uh, purposeful the way he plays the position. Now he doesn't have to do a ton with the way their defense and special teams are playing, but um, he's seeing the field well and he's making quick decisions and the ball just comes out quick. It's a game of hot potato back there. So it's, uh, I, I think he's really in a good spot there with the way they're kind of building this team and what's being asked of him. And uh, I think you're seeing him get pretty comfortable. That's the brand of football he's going to play. I know a lot of people had talked about it, and we had talked about it before. 
you know, is he is he Russell? Is he more Russell Wilson or Drew Brees? I'm like, no, no, he's going to play the game. He his formula is playing the game like a younger Drew Brees, which is ball is out, man. It's out and it's where it needs to be. That's that's the way he's got to play. But also, that team is built kind of in the Russell Wilson sort of. Hey, we're going to build a really good defense and and be able to be conservative with him offensively as he grows and matures as a football player. And it's that that formula has in fact worked so far. Yeah, but I think Russ did such a good job, even when they're running the ball so well and they, you know, everything was off deep play action, and we could set up deep and see. Uh, I thought Russ would hold the ball, you know, and and Russ could he could do that because he could escape and create and do some different things. I don't I don't think that's the way two is going to play. I, I think even when they're running the ball well, if it's off play action, it's one two three four five back foot ball's gone. Like he's not going to sit back there and hold the football. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let let's go around uh, the NFL. Let me let me go with this Raiders thing. Uh, you got most of the defense uh, in the COVID protocol. They can't practice. They might play Sunday. Um, wh- like I don't even know how do you how do you prepare for? I guess you do Zoom meetings. Like how do you prepare for yeah. the Chiefs, a team they already played and beat, but uh, but but the Chiefs if you can't practice. I actually think it's it's you know, it's easy for me to say on the outside. I mean it's, it sucks they're trying to you know it's it's a little bit complicated and it's not what they would want. But I also think who did we see it with Tennessee? Was it Tennessee yep. that had everybody and they came out and just looked fresh and fast and and uh, and had a big win when they didn't have any practice. So um, I, I think you could see a similar effect here. We just get mental reps. They know this team inside and out. They see them every year, twice a year. Um, so being able to week eleven, kind of just freshen everybody up a little bit. I actually don't. I think it could end up being a good thing for them. Dana Jeremiah joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show. Jameis Winston's going to take over in the short term for the Saints. Um, uh, you know, crazy productive last year with Tampa for, for his team and for the other team. Yeah. Do you think he succeeds in resurrecting his career uh, with that offense? I think the offense, from what we've seen of it, has to change um, to, to suit him because that's not – you know, the way I was talking about Tua back football gone, that's not the way Jameis has played, and that's not when he's been at his best. And I think if you look at last year, people have, have pushed back because I was curious to see. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to look with Jameis. And they go, oh, we saw last year what happened when Drew went out. They were fine. And I'm like, yeah, but Teddy Bridgewater is Drew Brees' light. Like, it's the same style. It's the same manner in which he plays. He's not as good as Drew in that style, but they don't have to change anything because they, they play the game the same way. Jameis is nothing stylistically like Drew Brees with how he plays the game. So I'm curious to see how this whole thing comes together. I I am too, right? Like he is a he is a he's more Ben Roethlisberger. He he's more yeah. hold uh, or even Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, where are you with with Deshaun Watson? Like I I understand the Bill O'Brien and the trade thing. You know, uh, he he ends up not being criticized because so many were critical of getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. But you read reports where people's like, you know, he might not be elite anymore or elite at all. Like he's really good. When when you see the Texans play and you see their quarterback, what's your assessment of Deshaun Watson? I think he's been pretty consistent, Doug. I feel like he's kind of settled in to to kind of who he is, which is he's a, he's a good player. He's uh, um, you know. For me, he's probably you know eight to twelve, right? He's somewhere in that range. is a is a top twelve quarterback, and who's been incredibly consistent. I, mean, I actually just pulled up his numbers, and if you look at it, I mean, it's his numbers. When you look at uh, the completion percentage after that first year, then the, the next three years, sixty eight point three, sixty seven point three, sixty eight point one. 
26 touchdowns, 9 picks, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, 18 touchdowns, 5 picks. The, the yards, 8.2 per 7.8, 8.4. Like he's, he's pretty settled into who he is, uh, which is a really good player. He's, just, he's not a top-five quarterback. Um, but he's a he's a top you know eight to twelve quarterback. I think that's that's one of the more consistent players. I feel like you know who he is. Kyle Shanahan came out and said that he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be his quarterback um, next next year. I, look, I, I I one I don't think anybody succeeds in any business, especially quarterback in the National Football League, unless people believe in them or offer up that they believe in them. And so I think, you know, if you're going to get Garoppolo back this year, if you have any hope of getting getting anything out of him, you, you got to at least say that you believe in him. On the other hand, I, I also kind of be, I want to believe him that at this point he's still very much open to it because it's hard to get another quarterback, you know, and other teams are going to. So the, like these dream scenarios of Kyle Shanahan reuniting with Matt Ryan, like that's crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. He's not getting cousins because that's not going to happen. You know, you're drafting a young guy. They're they're in Super Bowl mode. You're not winning a Super Bowl with a rookie. Like, I, I want to believe him. How much of it is just you can't bail on a guy at this point when you're going to hopefully get him back? And how much of it is real? He actually believes in the guy. Well, I think I, I think you have to say it. You know, I, I still don't in my heart of hearts think that there's a, a, a total 100% belief from the head coach to the quarterback in San Francisco. I haven't felt that way. I don't feel that way no matter – really what's said I just kind of look at where they are and where they're situated right now I I looked it up the other day Dick. I think they would I think they'd have like the 11th or 12th pick in the draft right now if the season ended uh which which kind of shocked me how high up they were but I mean if they continue to stumble in a really good division um now all of a sudden you're up there where you're very easily in trade range to go up and get one of those top three quarterbacks and if you think about some of those teams that are having poor years you know Chargers aren't playing well they're not going to take a quarterback I don't think the Cowboys will take a quarterback. Those are two teams potentially picking up there in the top five that, that aren't going to be quarterback teams. I know uh, Miami's right up there with them, and they're not going to take it. I don't believe they'll take a quarterback. So to me, I think San Francisco, I've been saying this is the Sam Darnold trade team, you know, that they should be taken seriously for that, assuming they were going to be picking in the 20s, you know, for, from the beginning of the season. But they're up, they're in trade-up range right now. Um, you trade, trade up to get to get who? You you think like Darnold would make more sense because, uh, you know I think he you need a guy with a little bit of experience if you're going to win a Super Bowl early on right you're not winning with a rookie or the second year guy. Well, the, the the trade would be interesting there though because I I've thought I've long thought that the Jets will be able to get a one for Sam, but I think that one is the back end of the first round. I don't think that San Francisco would trade the eleventh or twelfth pick for Sam. I, I don't think they would do that. But the other side of it is you can get creative if you're Joe Douglas and, and John Lynch. It could be a situation where it's, uh, you know, the Jets will have the 33rd pick and maybe they get the uh, the 12th pick for the 33rd pick and, and they get Sam Darnold. You know, maybe, maybe that's something that could, could work out. But uh, we have a lot of time to figure out all those different fun scenarios. I think we just created one on the fly right here with that one. We did. We, we, we very much did. That's, that's the fun of fun of radio and the fun of your podcast. Move the Sticks is the podcast. You just download and listen to him. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jeremy Jeremiah joins us. He and Bucky Brooks have uh, just do absolutely great work. Um, okay, so here, here's, here's a question. We saw Phillip Rivers play really well last week. Now, they won because of their special teams, right? Or special teams mm-hmm. disasters by the Titans. Um, I, I came into the game thinking the Colts were a quarterback away from competing for a Super Bowl. Like, which is the real Philip Rivers? You saw him up close and personal last year. You watch all his tapes this year. You know, can they win 
with him this year? I think it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but uh, I've said the same thing all year long about the Colts in that if they can get into the tournament, you know, they they don't need Phillip Rivers to play great football, a football for, you know, 16 weeks. They need Phillip Rivers to get hot and play at a high level for, you know, three or four weeks. And I think even at his age right now, I think he's capable of doing that. You know, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but does he have it in him to put together a little hot streak there of three or four games, especially somebody as hungry as he, he is to, to get into that position? Yeah, I, I think they're a really dangerous team. Um, I, I don't I don't trust the results over a 16-game stretch, but to say that he's incapable of putting together a three- or four-week run, I think, would, would just wouldn't be accurate. I think he could pull that off. Okay, so... Uh obviously the AFC is we, we know who's really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. The NFC is much more interesting to me. If, if I were to do gun to your head, the two interesting best teams, in terms of there's no great teams. Yes. No. Yes. And, and maybe That's it's true. because I don't know what my expectations are. I mean, I, I think this, this, I actually think the Niners are a great team, but they're just not healthy. I think yeah. that's one of the things, right? It's like in the NBA, it was like, well, yeah, the Lakers won, but we didn't really, the Warriors weren't healthy this year, so they had to shut it down for a year. So it's like, you know, the, the team with the most talent is the Niners, but they're just so besieged by injuries. And then, like, I don't think the Cowboys are great, but the Cowboys were going to score a lot of points. Like, it, it changes the dynamics of the entire sport when some of the best offenses or teams just – you know, you, you get quarterbacks injured and Nick Bosa injured and it changes the dynamic. If I were to put gun to your head and say, who are the two best teams in the NFC, what would your answer be? I think right now I would actually go with with uh, the Saints would, would be up there, assuming, you know, we get to the playoffs and Breeze will be back at that point in time. Um, and, and I might actually lean towards the Rams because – and I, look, I've I've been all I've been the president of the Cardinals fan club. I think they're going to get in the postseason. That was my prediction for them before the season started. But when you look at postseason football, we've been doing this together, these conversations for years, Doug. I preach the gospel of quarterback and pass rush. That's that's what that's what works when you get into the postseason. And I look at the way this Rams defense is playing right now, and I look at you know McVay with Goff kind of playing that quarterback position together the way they operate, and I think, okay, that that is a pretty complete group. And I think the Saints, the way their defense has come on, if they can just get Drew healthy for the postseason, um, they would be there as well. Tampa would be in that mix, but I just I can't get that out of my head, how bad they got smoked by, uh, by New Orleans a couple weeks ago. DJ, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, love the pictures that I'm, I'm checking out here, and uh, we'll talk very, very soon. Thanks, bud. See you, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chris Broussard joins us. Uh, Chris, let's start with the news of the moment. Al Horford dealt from uh, Philadelphia to Oklahoma City for Danny Green. Does that signify to you that that the 76ers are going to stick with Joel Embiid and and Ben Simmons? Well, what signifies it to me is that, you know, most people I've talked to around the league have said, and some people close to the Sixers situation, have said that, the Sixers are all in on giving Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid a shot together under Doc Rivers. And I've been asking this mostly in reference to James Harden, thinking, hey, why don't you offer Simmons or even Embiid, one of them, for James Harden and bring him to Philadelphia. We know how much Daryl Morey loves him. So that's what makes me think they're committed to these two for right now. They want to see how it works with Doc Rivers. Uh, but the Horford deal, I mean, look, a lot of us have said that that contract is, is virtually untradeable. 
you know, who I've covered the league long enough to know that anybody can be moved. People say that about Chris Paul's contract. He's been traded twice. You know, so everybody's tradable. Um, this was a good move by the Sixers. I got to give credit to Daryl Morey. It hasn't worked out without Horford. He wasn't even really the locker room, locker room leader that they were hoping he'd be. He obviously wasn't a good fit there on the basketball court in Philadelphia. So great move by them. Um, so I, I like what Philadelphia's done. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I think tonight, and look, I, I, I don't, I, I know that everybody has their opinion on what should happen with college basketball, and there's this idea that you should be able to go and could be able to go straight to the pros, which still has not yet happened. But the lack of hype surrounding all of these players, to me, signifies just how important college basketball and the NCAA tournament is. Because you and I, we know who these guys are. Right, you know? right. But no one else, no one does. There's no buzz at all. And nobody cares because they haven't seen them play in March Madness. And especially, like, I think, you know, you need, like, two years to kind of build up some name cred. But you don't know any of these guys. Does that change any of your opinion on, on the usefulness of college basketball for the NBA product? Well, it's a great point because um, this I, – I can't remember, Doug – a draft where there's been so little bust. And we can think back to the Anthony Bennett draft where he was number one and obviously a bust, and really not many great players came out of that. You had Victor Oladipo, C.J. McCollum in that draft. But, but still, there was more buzz than this, you know, and this is ridiculous. However, what I've always said, Doug, when this topic comes up, is I have said, look, what's fair is that guys would be able to go to the NBA right out of high school. That's fair. You know, they can go do anything else they want once they turn 18 and graduate and, and so on and so forth. What's best, though, for basketball is that they would stay a couple years in college because they come in as better players and, you know, the, the NBA is not as young and the players are better when they're in the league. And, you know, it's just – you just come in as a much better player. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It obviously is good for college basketball. Well, if they can stay like at least two years. Um, but I think what you're getting at is that college basketball has been this great um, kind of free advertising, right, for the players. And it, it creates a buzz about them. They make a name for themselves that, let's face it, social media can't do. I mean, we could talk about how everybody knows about LaMelo Ball on social media and, and maybe a few other guys, but at the end of the day, it doesn't create the buzz that playing in March Madness and, you know, being a great college player for a year or two does create. So I hear where you're coming from. Um, so in that sense, it definitely is great for NBA basketball and that it, it, it makes you in, into the draft and know who these players are, but you still, it still doesn't answer the fairness question. And even if it's not great for the NBA draft, it, is it still, is it fair to these kids? If they're good enough and we got so many high school guys, McGrady and Garnett and Kobe and LeBron, who've not only come straight out of high school and been great, but have also been some of the best citizens that the NBA has had. Yeah, I, I, 
So you yeah, know what I, look, I, I'm I, I'm not in, I'm in no way is this to mean that they need to refine themselves as people. I, I do think our our ratio is not nearly as good as people would lead you to believe. Right? There's there's plenty of D'Angelo Collins is out there who don't get drafted or the Sebastian Telfairs who, who flame out that we, right. we just we don't talk about. But I'm not even talking about – I would – first, all of those names, McGrady, Kevin Garnett, um, even Kobe, they weren't good players their first year. They weren't right. Only helpful. LeBron came in. Right. LeBron is, the, LeBron is the exception. Right? right. He's the exception to every rule. And most of them needed a year or two or three years, and most of their coaches and GMs that drafted them lost their job before they became good players. Um, but to the, to the question of, is it fair? Like, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's collectively bargained upon by the NBA PA. The NFL doesn't allow guys to come straight out. The, the NBA doesn't have to either. I just wonder why the NBA PA doesn't, it's not just protecting their own jobs, protect themselves from themselves and allow their, their sport to grow better, better. Well, remember Doug, the reason they got rid of going straight from preps to pros was because the NBA was like, look, this is, I mean, the NBA, you know, they didn't want scouts in high school gyms and all that either. But the NBPA also was like, look, our veteran players are losing jobs to 18 and 19 year olds who aren't as good as them. To your point, it was only LeBron's the only one that came in really ready to be a, a very good player right away. And so that now we'll see if it shifted. Generally, the feeling is that that view has shifted among players. But, yeah, if the players want to take that stand and say the 36-year-old veteran who's still a, a better player than this 18-year-old rookie out of high school is losing a job, then they can easily take that stand, and I think the NBA would, would have no problem going along with that. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the, the Rockets are, are at least publicly taking a hard and fast stance. We're not moving you. Uh, what about right. privately? Do you think that Westbrook and Harden begin the season in a Rockets uniform? Well, look, they Raphael Stone, first year GM, knows he can't be bullied, you know, into trading two Hall of Famers who have three years left on their deals, or at least two, and the third year player option for both of them. And I think what the Rockets are trying to do is regain control of the narrative, because whoever leaked it that these guys went out did them and the Rockets no favors because you took away all of the Rockets' leverage in trade talks. They should have gone to the Rockets quietly and said, look, we're ready to move on for whatever reason. And then the Rockets could have been the, in the offensive position, gone to teams and said, look, we're looking at going in a different direction. What would you give us for James? And now your offers are a lot better than they are at this moment and so I think they're trying to regain control of the narrative. But, Doug, if I'm the Rockets, I am not going to be forced into moving one of these guys. And let me say this. When we talk specifically about Russell Westbrook, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You probably talked to some people around the league, too. His best bet is to stay in Houston. Because if he gets traded, it is almost certainly going to be to a bad team. Yep. And he may never play a significant postseason game again. Now, there was this talk that, you know, John Wall for Russell Westbrook. Uh, I don't like that for Houston. I have no idea why in the world they would do that. But I actually think that would be a good trade for Washington. Would it get him a championship? No. 
Westbrook's not leading the team to a championship, period, the end. But I think Westbrook and Bradley Beal could play together. I think it creates some buzz in Washington. They need that. And I think they could make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, the bottom of the playoffs. And so for a team like Washington, that might be one of the few exceptions. But in most cases, Westbrook would go somewhere, put up a lot of numbers, and and either make the playoffs and go out in the first round or not make the playoffs at all. So he really needs to rethink his situation because he's better off in Houston, in my view. No question about it. And the, 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 I, I said this is like one of those, like, you cooked it, you take it out, right? They, this was what they wanted. They get what they wanted, and it doesn't work out, and right. now you want to go elsewhere. Like, well, no, that's, not, that's not actually how Well, it, that's the point. I'm like, look, Harden and Westbrook are saying we don't, you know, we, we don't think we have a chance to win. Look in the mirror. I mean, you got what, – what do teams all want? A big two, two stars. You got two future First Valley Hall of Famers still in their prime, and you can't win. They got to look in the mirror and say, what do we have to do? And what They have a lot to do with why they can't win, as great as they are. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's what Chris Broussard. Odd couple is uh, is is tonight, seven o'clock Eastern time. So during the NBA draft, and nobody knows more about this league than Chris. And of course, uh, Rob and you go at it for three hours straight. It'll be just awesome, perfect timing for your show tonight right. on Fox right. Sports Radio. Of course, you see Chris on all of our Fox Sports One shows. Uh, let me let me ask you about the Clippers. Um, they're obviously not happy with how it ended. They changed coaches. They moved. They they move Ty Lue one seat over. Do you right. who's going to be their point guard next year? That's going to be interesting because look, they were Steve Ballmer wasn't happy with Lou Williams. You know his whole situation with the bubble, um, and then Patrick Beverly. They they haven't really been that enamored with him lately. We know that Beverly Lou and Montrez Harrell were guys that that you know bucked against the whole situation with Kawhi. And Paul George and and the ex you know the treatment that they got at stars, and so there's talk around the league that Beverly and Lou are available, and then we'll see you know Harold's a free agent. We'll see what happens with him, but there's not much of a market for those guys. Um, Lou's only making eight million, and so you know you're not going to get back comparable talent for Lou Williams. So we'll see if those guys are with the Clippers as far as who their point guard could be. Um, you know, Rondo, Rajon Rondo, right now three teams I know of are interested in him. The Lakers are still interested in keeping him. Now, obviously it wouldn't be probably at the money that Rondo wants, but they like playoff Rondo. And even though they have Dennis Schroeder, they still would love to keep him. The Atlanta Hawks are a team that many people think he'll go to um, because they can pay him the most money. But they've got $40 million, Doug, that they want to split between a point guard, a shooter, and a big. So how, they're not going to just throw the bank at Rajon Rondo. But if they give him two years, twenty million, I think he's gone. But why? If it's why? Close, what, what? I don't. I, I don't. Why would be, he do it? I, I think no. Why would? Like, why know, would they do it? I don't oh, understand that at all. Well, they're obviously looking for kind of a, a, a Le- well, an a older mentor, leadership guy that can pl- yeah. older, that can play with Trey or, and and back up Trey. Yep, that's it. But to your point, they probably they I mean they probably have designs think they can sneak into the playoffs, but obviously they're not going to contend for anything serious. And so Rondo at his best is in the playoffs. That's not going to be a big deal. 
in Atlanta. So I hear you there, but that, look, the offer hasn't been made yet, as far as I know, and I've talked to some people today about that. Uh, but that obviously that is out there as far as a rumor. Some saying it'll be two years, $15 million. But the other team is the Clippers. And he makes a lot of sense for Clippers. I'm not sure Rondo wants to start. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm just not sure because he really wants to play in the playoffs. He wants to play, obviously, in the regular season. But he understands he's older. He's not ready for 30, 35 minutes a night anymore. So I don't know if starting is big to him. But when you look at location, uh, money, because the Clippers can give him the full taxpayer mid-level, which is about $5 million, and then roll, the Clippers seems to be the best situation because he could either start there or certainly play a big role on that team yep. in the playoffs. So yep. it could very well be the Clippers. That's a Chris Broussard. Check out the Odd Couple, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Follow them on social media. You get all the info you could possibly want and the opinion to go with it. Thanks so much, Chris. All right, my man. Thanks, Doug. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.